This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Good morning. Good morning. morning. In 1969, in past Christian, Mississippi, a group of people were preparing to have a hurricane party in the face of a storm named Camille. Police Chief, Police Chief Jerry Peralta, let me try this one, here I go with the names again. Jerry Peralta pulled up sometime after dark at the posh Richelieu Apartments. Facing the, beach, facing the beach less than 250 feet from the surf. Now, the apartments were directly in the line of danger. A man with a drink in his hand came out to the second floor balcony and waved at the police chief. Peralta yelled up, You all need to clear out of here as quickly as you can. The storm's getting worse. But as other party participants joined the man on the balcony, they just laughed at Peralta's order to leave. This is my land, one of them yelled back. If you want me off, you'll have to arrest me. Peralta didn't arrest anyone, but he wasn't able to to persuade them to leave either. He wrote down the names of the next of kin of the 20 or so people who gathered there to party through the storm. They laughed as he took their names. They had been warned, but they had no intention of leaving. It was 10.15 p.m. when the front wall of the storm came ashore. Scientists clocked Camille's wind speed at more than 250 miles per hour. The strongest on record and much, much stronger than Hurricane Katrina that did so much destruction to the Gulf Coast, uh, the Gulf Coast a few summers back. Raindrops hit with the force of bullets and waves off the Gulf Coast crested between 22 and 28 feet high. News reports later showed that the worst damage came at the little settlement of motels go-go bars, and gambling houses known as as Christian, where some 20 people were killed at a hurricane party in the Richelieu apartments. Nothing was left of that three-story structure but the foundation. Of the two dozen people in the building, only one survived. Storms come. Sometimes they come suddenly and violently. Sometimes they tear your world apart. Jesus and his disciples were crossing the Sea of Galilee. Suddenly a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat, nearly swamping it. Now Jesus was asleep in the stern on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Jesus got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. And he said to the disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were now more terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Storms come. They may not come in the form of a sudden furious squall or even a hurricane. Sometimes they come in the form of a phone call from a doctor confirming a diagnosis or from a police officer telling you of an automobile accident. Storms come in many forms. A note from a spouse saying they're leaving. A pink slip from an employer. Storms come, just as they come, just as they came to those disciples on the Sea of Galilee. Now here's what's frustrating. Sometimes when storms come, 
It seems as if God is asleep. Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Asked his terrified disciples. And sometimes, when we are going through a crisis, it does seem that either God doesn't hear or doesn't care. You may remember Robert Browning's famous poem, The Larks on the Wing, The Snails on the Thorn, God's in His Heaven, All Rights, All's Right with the World. Browning wrote these words in the mid-19th century, an era of boundless optimism. But after two world wars, the Holocaust and numerous genocides, as well as the terrible specter of international terrorism, few people would now dare to say, all's right with the world. Worse, as author Philip Yancey notes, God seems to stay in his heaven despite all that's wrong with the world. Why doesn't he do something? A Romanian man filed a lawsuit last fall against God for allegedly fouling up his life. The suit states that the man was promised a good life in return for various goods and prayers, and that the 20-year sentence he's currently serving in a Romanian jail represents a clear breach of contract. That's absurd, of course, but have you ever felt like suing God? Be honest now. Sometimes terrifying storms come up in our lives and we turn to God and all we find is an awful silence. And we cry out with those disciples of old, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? In our text today, Christ does stir from his slumber. He rebukes the wind and says to the waves, Quiet, be still. When the wind dies down and is completely calm, he turns to his disciples and asks, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Now, I believe this is the crux of the lesson. We know that storms come. We believe that Christ has the power to calm the storms. Why are we afraid to trust God's promises? Christ knew that his disciples were human beings given to fear. He knew that they were, they were still growing in their faith. His retort to, to them sounds harsh, but, is, but it is the harshness of a coach who wants his players to get the routine down precisely so that when they are tested, they will be able to respond as they were coached. Jesus wants to help us with our fear. For a greater tragedy than the storms that come in our lives is the inadequacy of the response that we make to those storms. Let me make some brief suggestions about how we can cope with life in the midst of life's storms. First of all, prepare for them. That makes sense, doesn't it? If we know storms are going to come, don't you think we ought to prepare for them? Now, a TV news camera crew was on assignment in southern Florida filming the widespread destruction from Hurricane Andrew. In one scene, amid the devastation and debris, stood one house on its foundation. The owner was clearing up the yard when a reporter approached him. Sir, why is your house the only one in the entire neighborhood that is standing? Asked the reporter. How did you manage to escape the severe damage of the hurricane? I built this house myself, the man replied. I also built it according to the Florida State Building Code. When the codes called for two-by-six roof trusses, I used two-by-six roof trusses. I was told that a house built according to code could withstand a hurricane. I did, and it did. I suppose no one else around here followed the code. Now that man was prepared. But suppose that storm had been cancer. 
or the loss of a child or some great tragedy, how could he have prepared? You know, there are many ways. He could have made sure his relationships were strong. One more time. He could have made sure his relationships were strong. His family relationships, his relationships with his friends. It helps when you're going through a storm to have others there with you. You may not be blessed with a family, but you can build your relationships here in the church so that you will have people who will serve as your support group. Ask someone who has gone through the storm of an illness or the loss of a loved one whether close relationships made a, made a difference, because they do. He could have also prepared himself for the storm physically, mentally, spiritually. For example, did your general health make a difference in a storm? Yes. How well you've taken care of yourself can make a significant difference when you are struck by a catastrophic illness. We don't talk about this much at church, but maybe we ought to. A person undergoing surgery or chemotherapy or radiation will generally do better if his or her overall health is good. Being in good physical condition is also a good way to deal with depression that inev inevitably comes with a terrible loss. Prepare for life's storms by keeping yourself fit. Don't wait until the storm comes. Mentally and spiritually, we prepare ourselves by building our lives on the rock. There comes a time in our lives when we decide what we believe and how we will live. I will live according to God's building code, we decide. I will live a life of quality, trusting God's promises. There are other ways to live that might bring us more sensual gratification and less sacrifice, but we believe that our lives have purpose and meaning, that a loving creator has intended our lives for something more than mere animal satisfactions. And so we seek to live our lives according to God's code so that when the storm of life comes, we respond reflexively with faith and not fear. Just as a well-trained athlete responds in the contest as he or she has been coached. This is not to say that we cease being human. We still may go through all the steps associated with grief and loss, denial, anger, rejection, guilt, bargaining, depression, and or confusion, and acceptance. But we go through the process without being overwhelmed. And then eventually, when the storm has run its course, as all storms do, we see how God has guided us through. We had despaired at times that we could possibly make it, but we do make it, and we give God the glory. And if we are wise, we reflect on the lesson we have learned from this experience, for this is the purpose of storms, to produce growth. Robert A. Schuler tells about a farmer in Washington who especially, was especially proud of the apples he produced every year, and with good reason. His farm was at a high elevation, and the cold winds that came through there made his apples especially crisp and flavorful. Every year, after he harvested his crop, he would polish those apples until they virtually shined. Then he would put them into beautiful packages to show them off. These weren't your ordinary run-of-the-mill apples, but the kind that made beautiful gifts so to send to loved ones for Thanksgiving and Christmas, the very expensive ones. 
as word of his marvelous apple spread. It got to the point where he was inundated with orders even before he had harvested the fruit. One year, just before harvest time, a severe hailstorm hail pummeled his property. When it was all over, there wasn't a single apple without blemishes on its skin. There was nothing wrong with the apples. They just didn't look as pretty as they usually did, and the farmer was afraid that the people who had ordered them might be disappointed and ask for their money back. Then he had an idea. He took all of the apples with the little blemishes on the outside and wrapped every one of them the same way he did every year. He put them in the same kind of packages. Then he added a note. It read, Notice, these high-quality apples the, notice, these high-quality apples this year represents the finest crop. You can see the blemishes caused by the hailstorm, which created the extreme cold, giving the ultimate flavor and ultimate crisp, crispness to these apples. Well, not a single order was returned. In fact, just the opposite happened. The following year, when his orders started coming in, he had many requests from people who wanted to make sure they got the apples with the blemishes this year, too. That's the way... It works for people of faith. We don't escape the blemishes. We wear them proudly. We could not be who we are today without the growth that those blemishes brought with them. Storms come. Some of you are young. It seems like you will live forever. That's wonderful. But if you're smart, and you are, you will prepare yourself for that time when life sends us the unexpected squall. Prepare yourself by building strong relationships. Prepare yourself by keeping yourself fit physically, mentally, and spiritually. Decide to build your life on the rock of faith. Rabbi Jan Goldstein recalls one unexpected benefit from the 1994 earthquake that rocked Los Angeles. The disaster caused massive power outages all over the city, but for the first time in years, Goldstein saw his neighbor wander outside at night and gaze at the stars. See, usually the artificial lights that powered the city blocked out most views of the night sky. In Goldstein's experience, few Angel Angelinos had the opportunity before this earthquake and the subsequent power outage to appreciate the beauty of the stars. I wonder if something like that didn't happen that night to the disciples. After the master had calmed the storm, there was a great calm, but the wind from the storm had cleared the air in a wonderful way, and as they gazed at the heavens, they could see the stars as they had never seen them before. And they reflected on this man who had power over wind and, and the waves, and they learned the meaning the meaning of a life built on God. Amen. Amen. Be seated, please, for the announcements. All right, so next week's service, back to three. Yeah. Guys, obviously we're all kind of discombobulated today because uh, this was this, this was because of rough service again. But I apologize, um, and um, hopefully next week will be a little better when we go back to our normal time at three o'clock. When the regular people are awake in the world, because this eleven o'clock start time just about killed all of us. I think so. That's okay. Three o'clock next week.
Three o'clock next week. So everybody be here. Three o'clock next week. And that's we're gonna try and do that from now on. I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm sorry about. You seen better at eleven? Moving on. Confession after service today. Okay. Hey, check out our podcast. Have y'all heard about this podcast we've got? We got this thing called the podcast. We have been picked up by quite a few um, stations here. We're on, uh, once you hear this last one, we are on Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Breaker, Anchor, Radio Public, and guess what? Google. We just got picked up by Google Podcasts. We're, We're one of the first people, first groups of anybody in the world to be on Google Podcasts. You mean organization? Anything. Anything at all. They, awesome. We were there for their opening day. We were yeah. on Google Podcasts. For the first time. First time. Oh my just, God. We are there. They just launched the official Google Google Podcast just opened a couple of days ago. And one of your, your stations was one of their choices. Google Podcast was opened a couple of days ago, and they chose us to be wow. in their inaugural opening. Well, so we are there. Google That's Podcast, awesome. guys. I'm very proud, and, and thank you all for 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 you know helping us support that because that's that's a huge thing for us. I mean, it's it's another way to us to get the word out. I mean, you have no idea. Like, so it's another way for us to get the word out. There it is. There it is, right there. Google Podcast, right there. I'm very proud of that. And we we have another one. What was the one today that I said we had? Radio FM. We're also on Radio FM now. Also, so that's what eight. Is that eight of us now? Eight eight stations now, guys. That's great. That's great. Okay. No excuse not to hear us if you're not here, right? We are excited to let you know that we have developed an app for the ministry and we want you to try it out. Go to the iTunes or Android app store and download the My Church app. From there, enter in our name and then give it a try. There are so many great features to help us better connect throughout the week. Be sure to look at the content integration, the Bible and journal features, along with all of our social media. Give it a try today and see how easy it is to stay connected. Okay, so we have a, we have a an app. Okay, we've got stuff all over the place. We've got the podcast. We've got the YouTube. We've got you know the different things that we offer here at the church, announcements and whatnot. This is a way to keep in touch with all of it in one place. Go and follow the directions and download the app and search for Dallas Universal Life Church. It's really kind of cool. Um, and you can take sermon notes. If you want to do a Bible study, it's got Bible studies in there. You can do day by day. You can do week by week. You can do notes. You can do sermon notes. Please don't take sermon notes during service because we're not all. We all have our service, our telephones and and electronic devices off at the moment. I'm sure because we've discussed that many many times and in length, and it's obviously just not the thing to do during service. So, pray at DallasULC.com. Pray at DallasULC.com. If you have any prayer requests. Pray at DallasVLC.com. You can remain anonymous or give your name. Um, we will either pray for you during our weekly prayers if you ask for us to, or we will actually uh, add it to the prayer list for the services for the next week. Um, also, um, what is the other, what's the other one? Uh, uh, feedback. Feedback at DallasULC.com. This is especially good for all of the people in podcast land and for our YouTube subscribers. Feedback at DallasULC.com. Let us know who you are. Let us know you're out there listening. We see that you're listening. We see the numbers. Let us know what you think. Have a voice. You know, what do you like? What do you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? And we hear we say that every week. Come tell us. Tell us. Yes, Gavin. Um, can we say a quick little prayer real quick? What's I, up? I just wanted to do a prayer for everyone to for the Lord to help us to be more understanding than understood and to help us fellow, I guess, to better serve our fellow man. Absolutely. And that's we, we prayed for that quite a bit today. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in fact our, our final prayer said that. But certainly, Gavin. We pray that, uh, let, let's, let's bow our heads for just a moment with Gavin, and we'll, we'll do this. Lord Father, we come to you today with 
with humble hearts. We ask that you help us to understand that there are needs in the world and that we have the ability to fill so many of those needs from the gifts that you have given us. Help us to understand our fellow man and help us to, to be there and to offer our gifts freely so that we may be a betterment to our community and to our world. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Okay. A bishop a day keeps the devil away. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. What did you like? What did you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? And what I mean by that is, I want this service to be yours. All of it. This entire church is yours. So if you don't like something, you need to tell me. And we need to work on it. If you like something and you want to praise it, hey, let me know so we can keep it. Okay? So that's what I'm saying by that. We're not a stagnant church like some of the other churches out there where it's the same thing for decades and centuries and la di da da and they keep recurgitating the same prayers over and over and over and they don't even know what they're saying. We're not going to do that. We want to know what we're praying to God and what we're saying. Right? It just becomes automatic. So when the storm comes, when those storms of life come, those are tough. And a lot of times we don't know what to do. We don't know where to go. We don't know what's... I mean, it's, it's scary as hell. You know, death of a family member. You know, my mother passed away. It, it blew me away. You know, I didn't know she was going to die. I talked to her the next, that night, that day, and the next day I find out she's dead. What, how, how the hell do you handle that? You know, it's pretty tough. Um, car accidents. You know, even the smaller things, you know. It's very you lose a job, and, and you weren't you didn't see it coming. It just happened. You got a pink slip. You know, you, it wasn't something you did necessarily, even if it was. You lost the job. Even when you see it coming. Right. Even when you see it coming, it still hurts. So we outlined in today's sermon about what do we do? What do we do when that happens? How do we prepare ourselves before that happens so that when it does hit, we're standing on much firmer ground, and we're still gonna be, it's still going to hurt. We're still going to be blown over. We're still going to, you know have the hurricane winds coming through and blowing things and windows out and whatnot, but but we're, getting, we're a little more prepared. We're not going to be just completely destroyed. Ooh. What? Go ahead. I was going to say, um, like in um, so Isaiah, Jeremiah, and I think it's Ezekiel. Okay. Um, it, it talks about um, where, you know, um, God gets uh, irate with uh, Israel numerous times because during the um, periods of prosperity, they decide to like, you know, like, oh, we don't really... So things are going good now, like, you put God on the back. They forget. Mm-hmm. They forget so, the bad times, then, which we all do. And then um, then it comes around again, and then all of a sudden, you know, again, it's kind of like a, a criminal, you know, it's on parallel as a criminal, like, you know, <laughs> sometimes you get two, you get the ones that are just the same all, all year round, no matter where they're at, and then you have the ones that, you know, a little cinder block Christian. And okay. then, um, but anyway, like, the whole point of that is that you need you got to be like as close to God as you are in the, um, the rough times as you are in the good times. Absolutely. And then there's going to be like really no more rough times because you keep it like that. Look, in equilibrium. It's still going to suck. It, oh, it's not going to be pleasant, but you you know you get through it. The Jews were great teachers about about messing up. Okay, they were great teachers about getting into the good graces of God and screwing it up. I mean, they were the Old Testament's filled with stories of their. Mishaps, and, 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 and tell me honestly, God was about to wipe the, the humanity off the face of the earth because of the Jews, and then their their idiotic mistakes. But you know what? 
we all do that. We all make idiotic mistakes. And thank God, God's compassionate and loving and forgiving and can look and say, look, I get it. I made you. I know you got flaws. So repent. Learn from your mistakes. If you keep making the same mistake over and over and over and over and over, that's not repenting. You're not repenting. You don't care. You're not trying to change. That's the point. When you steal the bubble gum from Walmart <laughs> and you feel bad about it and you do feel bad about it the next day and you go, oh my God, what have I done? Why did I do that? And you feel bad and you go the next day and you do it again. And you go the next day and you do it again. And you go the next day and you do it again. You're not doing, you know you're doing wrong. You feel bad about it, but you're not repenting. You don't care. You're still going and doing it. So the whole point is here, repentance includes Correct. learning. You've got to learn from it and stop it. I don't care how appealing it is, how wonderful it makes you feel. Stop it. You know you got guilt in your stomach. What is that? That's that's God's little Nate, God's little way of saying what you're doing is wrong. If you don't know it already, which you should, because it gave you a brain, here's something else. You're doing wrong. That's what guilt is. You're doing the wrong thing. Well, we're, okay, we all feel in different little places. I get sick to my stomach. You know, Gavin. Um, one of the things that I especially liked about the sermon today was the example of a man who actually built his house by code. Huh. Hurricane code. Go a man who actually built it by code. Can you believe it? Mm -hmm. and look yeah. what happened. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> there's no guarantee of that, by the way. Just to let everybody know, mm -hmm. just because you follow code doesn't mean the hurricane's not still going to tear it down. Yes. You know, it's just the way things work. But he was very lucky. Yes. And it's just, I like the fact that it's a parable of how to be prepared and mm -hmm. what's, if you do things the right way, then nine times out of ten, you know, you're prepared for the storm that life is going to throw at you. The point there is, you know, he did what he was supposed to do. You know, whether it worked or not, and that's kind of all up to the laws of nature and to the will of God. You know, things don't always, just because you do what you're supposed to do, doesn't mean you're going to get what you think you're supposed to get. Doesn't mean it's going to work out in your favor. Just because you were, you practiced every day and you, you your team was, you are prepared to go to state and you went to state, doesn't mean you're going to win. Just because you did everything you were supposed to do and you did what the coach said and you worked out and you ate the right food and you did everything perfectly and you're all eligible because you all had straight A's in school and you went and you lost. Kind of like well, how Goliath lost David. It happens. He, even though David was smaller, right. he still had the Lord on his side right. and one quick blow to the head. It happens. Yes. Well, it's just, had, okay, so it tells you, I don't know how many times in the Bible, he'll never give you anything that you can't endure. Just like Psalm 62, 6 says, it says, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. So no matter what you go through, you're going through a season of change. Everything that he puts you through has a purpose to divinely place you into your destiny for your part in his prophecy. Absolutely. So you got to even good, bad, ugly. And we talk about it. that. We talk it about that all the time about following our path. You can have nothing. Right. What's that? And we, we do talk about that. One of our big, our big things in this church is... We all have a different path we're following. You know, I can't tell you how to follow your path. That's not my place. I, I'm a, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm the bishop here, mm -hmm. but I'm not a holy relic. I'm not God. I'm not his mouthpiece, mm -hmm. right? I'm a human being just like you are, okay? And I can only teach you based on what I've learned in my life and what God has shown me. That's it. Take it or leave it. You know, take some of it and leave it. Mm -hmm. Take all of it or leave all of it. Hold on a second now. Let me get my point across here. One of our basic principles here is 
we all are following our own path. And that's what we're doing here. We are helping each other to stay on your own path. I can't tell you what your path is. I don't know. That's between you and God. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and wanting to know where your path is, if you're not catching where your path is supposed to be going, you're not listening. And it's not to me that you're not listening. It's to God you're not listening. Because if you're praying and getting on your knees and saying, God, give me this and give me that, and I did this wrong, and, and help him, and, and, and pray for Aunt so-and-so and do this and that, thank you, amen, and you get up and you walk away. God was about to say something back to you. Open your ears and listen. If you want the guidance that you're wanting from church, if you're wanting that, that leader to tell you where you're supposed to be going and your path is supposed to be, be that next step you're supposed to make, shut up and listen. It's that, that simple. That is the next step. Amen. That is, I mean, that's it. Shut up and listen. How do you say it completely? Is prayer is what? Say. Prayer is not a conversation. I mean, sorry, prayer is not a monologue. My bad. Right. Prayer is not a monologue. Right. It's, a conversation. it's a conversation between you mm, and yes. God. And let me tell you, it takes some time to get mm -hmm. that ability down. It's not like you're just going to do it. Okay? And it's not, you're not going to hear it here. You're not going to hear it up here. It's different for everybody. Some people hear it in the noise. Some people hear it in the silence. Some people hear it in their sleep. Some people can be driving down the highway and it hits them like a car. Okay? God speaks to each and every one of us in a different way because he knows each and every one of us receives it in a different way. That's the important part. You can't just go on by what he said. That, well, God told it to me this way and this is what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> if that was that easy, you know, we would all be dead. Hey, mm -hmm. I know how to talk to God. I'm not going to listen. It. Mm -hmm. It's not that simple. It's me not meant to be. Anything that's worth having, anything that's worth doing, takes effort. Takes work. Yeah. If, if everything was, if, think about that. The easy stuff, the easy stuff else that's easy to get. Okay, so everybody has it, right? But that stuff that everybody covets, those things like true love and good, long, sleeping, helpful, restful nights that we all don't get. Serenity. True serenity, which I believe that. Most of us never see friendship that is unconditional and always there for you. Those things are hard, and those things take work. The 50-year anniversary of somebody's wedding, 50 years, that's coveted because that takes work. Today's service was dedicated to, to uh, my partner, Ronnie, who, who passed away in... 2010, and we were together for 16 years, and cancer took him from this world and gave him peace. But it left a hole in a lot of people's hearts, and that was my storm at the time. It was the beginning of the storms I didn't really realize even know were coming, because the next year I lost my mother. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And in the next three years, total of, I believe it was nine or ten close family members in the next three years passed away. So it was a storm that didn't stop. It blew me away. You know, I wasn't prepared for that. My mother died and I didn't leave my apartment for a year. A year. That's the way I dealt with it. Was it the right way? Hell no. <laughs> Did I get through it? Yes. Thank God. Thank God. Mm -hmm. and, and all I can say to people is, look, this is the only way I know how to deal with this. And it was the only way I knew how to deal with it. It wasn't, it wasn't healthy. It wasn't right. It wasn't good. Made it, I made it by the grace of God. Okay? 
And believe me, I cursed him up and down. I blamed him for everything. But you know what? All he was doing, all he was doing was giving them their reward. We're the ones that are left here and wondering why. They're happy. They're where they're supposed to be. We still got to get there. That's what we're trying to get to. I love when people call us in service. It's probably a patsy. Going, are you done yet? I need to come pick you up. You're not answering your cell phone. You're not answering your cell phone. Hold on, just a second. We know that this goes and we can hear it. Let's see. It might be a bill collector. Yeah, you never know. Thank you. Have a great day. I got to kill me. Curiosity killed me. Satisfaction brought back. I didn't check that. Uh Okay, satisfaction um, brought it back. Yeah. Where is it? Call ID. Here we go. You know, it's a 224 area. It's an Illinois cell phone. That's the second time they've called. I don't know who's calling from Illinois. Mm-hmm. Must be probably the Pope. One morning, he's probably visiting Chicago and wants to come up and say hi. He's just talking about the Google podcast. He's just talking about the Google podcast. Or it's like That Google podcast blew me away. I was shocked. I got online the other day and I just wanted to see I was working on the program. I want to see if we had any new, because every week just about we've gotten a new yeah. change to pick us up. And I looked on there and it said Google Podcasts, and I about oh, fell out. Mm-hmm. I went, holy, you know what? They really have been the day before they officially announced them and all the news right. people were publishing stuff. We were in there, and I was like, that's 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 a that's a pretty big. I mean, that's for them to to. to I mean, that's good. I'm telling you, a random number from another state. They may be calling you to congratulate you for real. You know, so you're well, hopefully you're, 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 you have purpose. Hopefully, that that he's I, you know, backing up. So God may be leading them, but they're not all listening. Yeah, well, that, hey, so, guess what? So we have to keep <laughs> on working. On we keep on working and keep yeah. trying. So what did you have for me? Um, okay, so pertaining to your salvation, right? So Absolutely. we're all supposed to be Christ-like. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what a Christian is. So yeah, what a Christian is, right? So a Christian should be selfless. That's what Christ was. He was men for others, being a man or woman for others. You know what That's what we talk about. He gave up his work. He gave. He became homeless. He became poor. He became Pariah. broken Pariah. to overcome, as we would, to prove to us that you can do all things. Now, when you truly believe it, those with the faith of a mustard seed can move a mountain, right? Okay, God will work in mysterious ways, but if you don't allow Him to, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. And I'm going to interrupt you. Go ahead. I just want to ask you, what faith were you brought up in? I was brought up in Pentecostal, Uh and um, after that, I just, you know, Christian undenominational, but the thing is, is that... You know know your Bible verses very, very well. I do. You do. I do from church, but... Absolutely. But you know who taught me about faith? Who? My father. Absolutely. Taught me. Directly. Your father or God? Which one do you speak of? Just to make sure. No, no. When I say father, I don't talk about That's not first. Okay. Yeah, he's... He's dead. That's cool. I, I want to just throw something at you. I, I love the fact that you are so well-versed. I, I get that. And I love that. I, mean, I, think, that's, so I think that's fantastic that, so that you are. When the devil comes out, however, you're going to However. Go ahead. You're probably not going to like what I'm going to say next. It's okay. And that's okay. okay. It's okay. It's, it's my belief, and, and it's the belief of this church, that the Bible is a beautiful book. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a wonderful study guide mm-hmm. for life. Right. But the Bible began with this God's breath. Right. Divinely inspired. Mm-hmm. God's hands never touched that Bible. Mm-hmm. That Bible went through a lot of human hands. Right. And went through a lot of human hands that 
changed it. Right. Now, <clears throat> human humanity, with humanity yeah, comes things yeah. like corruption, mm -hmm. comes things like mistakes, comes things like accidents, yes. comes things like mm -hmm. greed. Mm -hmm. Okay? There are, there are mistakes, greed. there are misinterpretations, mm -hmm. there are books that have been purposefully hidden from us. Okay, that's not anybody's place to do that but God's. God divinely inspired it, leave it alone, mm -hmm. and let us decide. So that's why, here mm -hmm. I say, God gave us a brain. Mm -hmm. You've got this book in front of you. It's a wonderful book. There's so much there to learn from. There are some great parables of life. Whether you believe they're real or not really doesn't matter. There's only one story in there that matters, and that's the, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The others... I couldn't give a damn if they really happened or not because that's not what really matters. What matters is, what's the lesson it's trying to teach you? What is it trying? How is it trying to make you live your life? Okay, right? Because I believe the Bible's great. It's a wonderful way to start things. But our important thing, do we really want to know the answers? What do you do? You ask God. Just talk to Him. He'll talk back to you. Why do you need to go through a book? Why do you need to go through a book to understand your life? When he's telling you, I created you, let, just ask me. I'll tell you what you're supposed to do. Right? Meditate on you see where I'm coming from there? It shall be given unto you. I mean, it's the simplicity of it. It's so People simple. ignore it because guess what? Absolutely. They don't want the simplicity of it because if they get the simplicity of it, they'll actually have a real relationship. You're right. You're right. And people think that if it's that simple... Then you know I, it's why it's not that it can't be that simple. It can't be that simple. I gotta make it more complicated. Having that relationship with God, that 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 having that that kind of 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 of, of interpersonal relationship with God cannot possibly be that easy. Because if it is, everybody would have it, right? So these people try and make it harder. They try and say, "Oh no, okay, you got to do this," and you're because you did this, you can't have communion. You mm -hmm. can't have what I What have. does it say? Honor the father and mother? You're, he's the father. You can't have communion. They're trying to accomplish their own selfish agendas. Well, no, they try to yeah, I, I don't think I ever heard Jesus him. Christ say, You can't. You can't. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever heard Jesus Christ say, I believe what he said is, um, Take this. All of you. All of you. That's his desire for all. This and that's what he said about everything. Because you know what? Jesus lived with Jesus lived with the sinners. Amen. Jesus lived with the tax collectors. Jesus lived with the prostitutes. He was Jesus right. was not a sinner. He was not Jesus perfect. was perfect. It was he was the only man he, Jesus was human. Earth. He was without sin. He never sinned? Never, never sinned. I didn't realize that. He was the son of God. Yeah. Uh, so how could he have got on the level of those people? But yet because he stooped down. First, but then coming, first coming from heaven to earth. And then he stooped down further and got down on their level and said... But he viewed it all? He didn't... He, well, he didn't felt enjoy it. Him, he felt it. He, he felt them. He understood them. He was able to empathize with them. But he did not take part with the sin. Right. He tried to grab them by the hands and say, Look, I have a better way. I love you. And then he was cast out for it. You are loved. I love you because that's what God is. Eternal, complete, unconditional love. That's what he was spreading. Well, they made fun of him because he was the priest. He, there's only one. No, because he, he was an outcast. Everybody in the room swore and he was all this stuff. And then he said, Jesus is the priest of... It was because he was carrying that... A.K.A. the Pharisees and everything like that. So he literally just stood by right. while all of this was occurring. He didn't stand by. He, he flipped the table. He oh. offered another route, another choice. Oh, yeah. no. He ruffled feathers. Why? He because they had taken a wrong turn. The, the Pharisees, the, 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 the rabbis that were there, they had let 
corruption and greed and all of the things that the devil's trying to put into the, into our lives every day take over the temple. Right. It is God's. This was not in the honor of God's house. He gave them another. Right. And this was one of the reasons that Jesus Christ went in and overturned the temple and said, "You're not doing this in my house anymore. This is my Father's house. Come Get out." It was also That's a shepherd. He, coming he was into, a shepherd coming into the the, the right. place of worship. What does that mean? The shepherd. What does that mean? The shepherd. Is now, the there's two meanings there, though. Understanding the shepherd. Well, the shepherd. The shepherd. Yeah. Well, at that time, he was a shepherd. He was a real shepherd. Yeah. But he was also our shepherd. They were considered dirty cowboys. Bring it in, guys. Come on now. Actually, that brings to mind. Hold on one second. Right, I, I believe that you know, the reason why God, he, when Jesus was you know on earth, the reason why he you know who the people he really you know went to the people that was you know the people that you would think the opposite is because you know, like they're the people who's going to truly you know see good because if you don't go from bad to good, you don't know what good is. Like if you don't have you can't you can't like plant a tree not so deep at all and expect it to grow at all. You know you can't. Expect to see something so great and so you know powerful if you don't if you haven't seen hell already because you don't know how you wouldn't know so how I think of it is like you can't you can't reach heaven you know a tree can't reach heaven if it doesn't have roots all the way in hell. Absolutely, we talk about that a lot. We talk about that yin and yang of the universe. The universe will always be equal, right? And because of that, you mean equal weighed out proportionally. The universe will always be equal in all things. Okay. You mean proportionally as far Always, as yes, perfect. Now, and because of that, you have to think about it this so way. So it's perfectly balanced. Perfectly, it always will be. And that, and that's why I can say... So really like, good and evil really won't outdo each other ever. They're both... It's like a battle. It's a battle. It it's a battle. Good, and then it's, it's a battle. But understand, the universe will always equalize mm -hmm. itself. It'll that's why when we talk about this emotion of love, mm -hmm. unconditional love, mm -hmm. I mean, something that most of us have never seen, never really experienced, Most never given. capable of, really. Uh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. When we talk about that, that elite emotion, there's no side over here. Yep. And that's true and total hate. Yeah. In order to have this, you have to have this. And in order to understand this and experience this, you have to understand and experience that. And when you look up and you've held your hands, what am I doing? Stretching out. All the glory. Where that's what it's about. Right. I'm just giving it to All God because He's the one who's giving me these gifts because they are both gifs. Because without one, you, you can't, can't have the other. other. Think about that. No, because, I mean, yeah. literally think about it. Without understanding hate, how could you possibly know what love is? Well, you can't. Give me chills, please. How can you have it? You can have it. You can't. No, you, no, because you can't. Without, without, without experiencing on. one, you can't. You can't appreciate. I mean, I can't. Uh, Here, I think it takes experiencing one to really appreciate, and and uh -huh. it was yeah. the other one. It's true. The most important person is yourself. Listen, first. listen, listen, listen. Okay, listen. Just, just to, I understand what you're saying, and you're down. But you're down here in these emotions on the pendulum. You're down here still. We're talking about elite. We're talking about the finite, the best. The ones that superlative. Something okay. our human mind. And in order to, in order to, to achieve that, in order to know that, in order to have, you're talking about love in, in, in a different sense. We're talking about God's love, His unconditional, complete love for us. In order to really understand that and hold that in our hands and, and capture that, there's no other way because you can't. You're right. Appreciate. You're right. You can't appreciate, and if you can't appreciate, you can't have it. This one you can't because. Without the appreciation of it, you will never attain it. That's right. 
have the respect yeah. of it, you'll never attain it. You've got, you may know about it. You may yeah. know about these things over here, these great ideals. Most of us never ever come close to achieving those, which is why I say, put your hands up and, and raise them to God and just. That's as close as we can get to ask them for it all. For now. Ask them, yeah. And that appreciation all actually goes. And you know, you're right. We're like asking You're right about we forget. We forget. We forget when the good times come along and we're going, we're living in the riches and we're on high on the hog, as they call it, right? And we're, hey, luck's on my side. Lady luck, lady luck. Hey, look what I did. Look what I did. Look what I did. Hey, look what I did. You didn't do anything. You didn't do nothing. Give praise to God, yeah. God, what he's done for you. God let you, you talk. Mm-hmm. You do nothing. Period. God is the one who are non-existent. People forget that. Without God, so nothing exists. It's like you said, you want to start a church, young man. You got, you got, you, you know, got, you got the gas, don't you? Nothing. You got it. Well, no, it's just got the prophesy. I got you. No, I got you. I got you. I'm there with you. Prophesied to be a song. Amen. Amen. Can I say something real? You may, Gavin. Go ahead. I'm not trying to say. God, sorry. Go ahead. All right. I was trying to get in there real quick. It's tough. Hey, everybody's got something to say here. It's it's good. That's that's a good thing. The Holy Spirit is here with us. Yes. Mm. Um, One of the things that I'm gathering from what everyone's saying is that the Bible is essentially, let's look at it as instructions. Now, I can give someone the instructions to do something, but it's up to them whether or not they follow it. Absolutely. That's the part where the free will comes in and all that. And so, We're seeing a lot more than that also about the Bible. Yeah. And the other part that I'm getting is the fact that, as um, Caleb so wonderfully said, how can we truly appreciate uh, going through, you know, or how can we truly appreciate heaven if we haven't been through hell? Or you through can't. the tribulations there. You can't. Yeah. It even says in the Bible that adversity, we go through adversity as gold goes through <clears throat> fires to come out as pure gold. And here's the deal about that. You know, I was talking to Caleb about this the other day, about, about some things about, you know, when we hit these storms of our lives. You know, a lot of times we hit these storms and, and these things happen. And, you know, it, we don't understand it. It hurts. And we're wondering, and we keep getting knocked down. We keep standing up and getting knocked down and standing up again. And that's what I was talking about with all the deaths in my family at that time. When it just really was like, we, we, we bury one. And my God, then let's, I mean, my 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 twenty five four year old cousin ODs and dies because he took too many pain pills because he burned his hand. I mean, little my, my godfather dies of leukemia. He was in remission a month before. You know, just hey, again and again and again, and we're like, what are you doing? I mean, we're on our knees at that point. What's what have I done to deserve this? Right. It's not what you've done to deserve this. It's what you. It's what you are earning. Mm-hmm. For what you're going to get, because I can look now, I can go, yeah, those were, they were rough, but I know in the midst of that now, if that would happen again, I can go, the good times are coming, because I'm experiencing, it's going to be equal, the good times are coming, I'm, I'm feeling the pain now, I'm dealing with the pain, I'm taking, taking this side of it, so that I can appreciate when that good time comes, because when I took that, when I was able to lift my head above that muck that I was in for the, those few years, and breathe again. You've earned your right for the. I breathed air that I've never breathed in my life, and it was the same air that was always there. <laughs> but I appreciated it, it so much more because I had been down there and known what that was. And the simplest thing was mm-hmm. just wonderful at that point, right? Yes, sir. Well, it's kind of like 
And he tells you, you need to study yourself approved. When, when God tells you that, to, to be approved, <laughs> you don't even know what you have to do in order to be approved. So, Explain that to me. To, okay, so you're supposed to study yourself approved okay. in the knowledge of his word. Tell me like word. I'm a fifth grader. Okay, so pretty much what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to actually build a real relationship with God. So you know what you have to do? You have to actually talk to him. Sure. You have to spend time with him. Sure. You have to read the word. You have to build your spirit, man. You have to fellowship. You have to trust. Like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Believe not on thine own understanding. I love it. And all the ways acknowledge him. He shall direct the path. He didn't say nothing about trusting anybody but him. That's obvious. God is first. That's obvious. Who do you ask for? God. If obviously. you have a problem, Father. Obviously. If you have any complication, Father. You never seek different help but God's first. And then if he does not give you the right answer, all right, that's oh, right. Wait, if it's not in his time, but that doesn't wait, mean seek counseling. Answer you through somebody. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Yeah. There is proper order in church on what you're supposed to do. If you do not get an answer directly from God, you go to... Who who made that order? I don't remember where he's in the Bible. I have to look it up. Look, but, I, but, I but, but, listen to me. Here's the deal, though. Yeah. Here's the deal. But it is the Bible. Who, just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean it's true, young man. Yeah. I mean, you can ask for discernment for it. Yeah, you gotta ask for just because a sermon says it no, doesn't discernment. mean discernment. 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 You can discern anything you want. Spirit. Listen, you can ask the Holy here's Spirit what I know. Right here's what I know. Right. God will 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 interrupt our lives in many different That's ways true. and give us answers through many different. True. He is yeah, God. He's the all divine. He he is the one who decides how we're going to hear it. Because sometimes we don't aren't capable of hearing him. Sometimes we aren't capable of listening to what he says. So, so what does he do? He sends the mailman yeah, over and knocks at our door to say something to us. Totally that, random. I don't know where. That we go, strangers. Oh. Yes. Oh, what? Well, we may not even what? understand. We go, huh? Well, but we get it because he knows that that's how we'll understand we go, oh my gosh. it. Right, right, right. Well, because right. it does tell you, beware. But if you don't, don't entertain anybody, strangers, because you may be entertaining an angel. That's absolutely right. So you Which is why, what do you do with, with strangers? You treat everybody the same, yeah. with the same respect and the right. same right. love and the same unconditional yeah. friendship that you would give anybody else. Yeah. Because yeah. that bum that smells like piss walking down the street over yeah. here, yeah. and this one, this, this guy over here in the Gucci suit, yeah. I guarantee you, both are one thing, same line. You need to treat both of them the same mm -hmm. because you don't know which one's Jesus Christ coming back for, for the second coming. Amen. You don't know which one of them it is. This one's saying he is. The one over here in the Gucci suit and the crown on his head, he says he's Jesus Christ. <laughs> but the one over here begging for some. But this one, what if it's a fake this one over here pissing all over himself and, and, and talking to himself and looking like an idiot, guess what? That's probably him. And I was hungry. How do you know? And you're writing him off so like he's nothing. Treat right. everybody the right. same. Right. Respect Cheer everybody. Ever. Mutually, because when we do that, when we all are equal, we all, right. if God willing, that someday that happens, you can when we are all clearly. can look each other in the eye and go, I'm just like you, you're just like me, we the world image. changes yeah. at that point. Amen. Because it's like, because the like evil has it's, never, it's, it's, it's a utopia that will never happen. Yeah. In, in, no, in, no, I, I, I pray that it does. But, it, you know, that's God's will. Mm -hmm. okay. I think that there's a lot more lessons to be learned before mm -hmm. that time ever comes. Yeah. We have a long way to go. I mean, yeah. We have a long way to go. Mm -hmm. We're not necessarily going the right way either. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about... Has, no, you're as a whole humanity or as a human being? Everything. And all, each, all of that. Both, yeah. Everything. 
What has changed since Jesus Christ came 2,000 years ago? Whoa. What's different? <laughs> What's different today than it was then? What's not different? No, no. I'm not, about, I'm not talking about earthly things. Technology. I'm not talking about earthly things. Not earthly things. No, I, I do know something too. that has not changed. What's that? Love. True but story. you know what? The understanding of it That's has true. diminished. It has been, yes. It's been misused, mm -hmm. misquoted, abused. misguided, yeah. abused, mm -hmm. mistreated, yeah. and lost. That's right. But it's also evolved and... Some it has some, but is it evolved for the better? I believe so. How? Explain that to me. It's evolved as a tool. One of the ways that I believe that love has evolved uh, over the years, uh, for one, gays can actually get married now. So that that shows that love does not discriminate against. Okay, understood. So the understanding that love doesn't discriminate is that's a... But let me stop you for a second. Just hold on for a second. Hear me out. Okay. The Bible does not bring up the subject of homosexuality. The Bible does not say that, in fact, the word homosexual didn't exist in Aramaic, which is what the Bible was written in. Okay? So understand this. In the time of Jesus, from all that we can discern, from all that we can understand, mm -hmm. it was known that there were homosexuals, that they were, if they wasn't a word for it, but as we're calling right. it, homosexuals. It took love, the, the understanding of that, and the love of those people to decline to the point where we were being killed, we were being, our lives were being turned upside down, we were being beaten like I was with a baseball bat, by five teenagers behind a club or stabbed in the back because of the fact that I was gay. It took those times. Remember, remember what we're looking at? Talking about the bad times. It took that decline in love for us now to start to rebound. So yes, it evolved, but we haven't changed that because we're just now getting back to where it was. Because there wasn't anything about you couldn't do anything. You were. If you need messages, I mean, they just didn't, they didn't bother with it because it didn't matter. Love is love is love. Right. Period. Your soul doesn't have a heart, doesn't have a soul, as a sex. This is just dust. Yeah. Right. How about this then? Through the, from what I got from what you just said is through the adverse, through adversity, it's how love truly evolves. That's how we learn to appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was there and, and, and it was just kind of like, you know, we're the ones that made a big deal out of it, not, you know, the, the Christians. Yes. Those Christians. Mm -hmm. Those, the Christians. Yeah. When I say that, what I say? When I say the Christians, you know what? What is the definition of Christianity? What is the definition of being a Christian? Being Christ-like. Like. Like. Mm -hmm. When you have hate, mm -hmm. when you have judgment, you are not Christ-like. And that's me judging you, yes it is, and I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But, well, that's stating a fact. It's, yeah, it's that's true. a more stating That's a in First John. God is or not love. Sure, I'm sorry. God didn't say can. He wants to love unconditionally. That's, that's it. Cool. That's it. Simple. And God. if you do that, if you're able to truly have that kind of love in your heart for each and every person on this earth, and serve and worship God, which is your purpose here on this earth, you got it. What more could you? Everything else falls into place that's behind right. that. Your whole life is now. Done. The purpose is yeah. perfect. Mm -hmm. And Mark, it's so life the universe. So here I'm saying you here. Right. Keep looking for that love. Mm -hmm. Keep aspiring. Keep giving. Fill yourself. Mm -hmm. 
here's the problem with that. Most people don't love themselves. And if you don't love yourself, you don't have anything to give. If I don't, if I have a dollar in my pocket, and I'm asking for it, you need a dollar, right? You got a dollar. Okay, I have a dollar. If I have a dollar to give you, and you need this dollar, I'm able to give you this dollar. But then now what if there's nothing left? Give me my dollar back. Aren't you hungry too? If I don't have the dollar, and you put your hand out for the dollar, put your hand out for the dollar. As bad as you want to, you can. I can say, I, I, I can say, I, I, I'll give you, here's a dollar. It's really, it's, but he can't go do anything with that. But just, there's nothing there. Right. I can tell it all I want. I can say I love you all I can. All I want to. Right. I can say, yes, I love you. I'm giving you my love. But you know what? I don't have anything to give you, so you yes. don't get anything. You just got shit. Right. Until you love yourself. And I'm going to do that as what? Mm-hmm. Let God. Well, I love your life. Let God. Let God. Just wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. Hold your thought. Hold your thought. Let God fill every aspect of you, every breath you make, every thought you, you your brain makes, every step. That's a song, isn't it? Every move you make, yeah, something like that. I was going somewhere with that. Now listen, when that happens and you're able to truly be in that realm with God and understand exactly what He wants in you, and you get that love for yourself and you realize that you're worthwhile, you are part of Him. He made you. He made you in His image and He loves you so he's giving you his love, you're taking that now and what? You're making that your love because now you love yourself and you know that you are loved and you love yourself. Then you can give that love away. Right. Which you also, hold on, which also I'm follows I'm with, you. with what you said before as well about helping someone else who doesn't love themselves. If you have love to give, let them borrow some of your love Absolutely. and lift the them up. There are, I, I, in, this, in, this, in this world, in this field that I'm in, I come across people who Think that they know what love is, and think they can give love. That's what well, that's they, they think. They and because if you don't have it to give, and then you think you're giving it, even if you're not, then you're giving a fake. Which what, they don't know though. Misrepresent. Right, right. But what they I'm saying know. is, is that it's also passing that on. It's giving a false like of what love is. So then that's so what we have. We have muddled. Themselves. We have muddled what the definition of love is. It's a downward spiral. Right. Right. The true that's definition right. of love would be pure love, unconditional so, love. Pure correct. Love which is unconditional. All evil. So pure love. Has no expectation. Now, my pure definition of love is God. God I'm right. sorry, that's so it. God is love. God, that's it. That's that's First no. John. Uh, something like add on to you say if you you have a dollar and you give it and you don't have a dollar to give away. Mm-hmm. Well, you think if you do have that dollar, what do you have to go through to get that dollar? Mm-hmm. Right. And if you don't, if you don't, so that makes you value the dollar more. So you got mm-hmm. If you really want that dollar, you have to expect. To go through bad, horrible things mm-hmm. to get it. It's hard to get things. You have to hard work hard. to get it. But then, you've got to earn it. But then by you just giving it to him, that person didn't have to do that, so they don't understand it. So when, when you, that's your right. I understand what you're coming from. You're saying that, that when we say we're giving love and we really didn't have to give, even if we didn't know we didn't have to give, right. it, it's, it's causing this chain reaction of people of giving like, away this love that never really existed. Of this kind of love. So right. we have an economy of love built on nothing. Nobody really knows and what it. happens? It falls. It's a debt. It's a, it's so a listen, spiral. Yeah, because it's, it's not. Know this. That's where we're at right now. Start getting the love for yourself. Start right. loving. Yes. Start loving yourself. Amen. Know that God loves you. Accept mm-hmm. that love. Take that love and learn to love yourself. Once you, it seems selfish, it oh, does. So but the only way to give it away is to have it in your heart. I just had an epiphany. When you have that love, 
begin to give it away. Don't hold it. Yeah. Give because when you give that one away, what happens? It's like a bank. Oh, it grows. It, it's like a dividend. You just, just got to stock options. Yeah. Boom! It got bigger. <laughs> that love spread. Because yeah. even though you give that love away, part of that love away in your heart, mm-hmm. it comes out. It's so full, full. and it stays full as long as you stay in that connection with your God who loves you and all these people you give your love away to. That's how you begin that economy of real love that is unfaltering, that doesn't fall, that is full, that is always has the love behind it to back it. And that's how we make the world place. I've always had this, not excuse per se, but like I was, how can I love myself if I've never been loved? Duh, God loves me. My mother doesn't have to love me. God does. Who created you? God. Amen. <laughs> People are human. People I are fallible. Listen to me. I have God. People are fallible. Mm-hmm. People make, make mistakes. mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's why I was forgiving her, but I didn't understand why. I didn't that's what you have to do. You got to look. But those two just came together, and I just I, I know. You, I know you didn't mean this. And if you did, but I've always done this I part. forgive you. I I've always like, understood. This is not on me. I can't hold. Do. I can't hold on to this. Right. Because if I do, what does it do? When you hold on to that pain, what does it do? No, it wasn't empty. You hold on to that pain, you're not empty. Let me tell you where you're in. You've got this thing in here. And what happens? You get this pain and you keep shoving it down. You keep shoving it down. And that thing starts to what? It starts to rot inside you. And what is that? Because you're just letting that control your life. And what happens when things rot inside you? It turns, it starts to fester. And pus starts to form. And starts to flow through your body. And I'm a firm believer in this, and I believe this until the day I die. People who hold on to that kind of bullshit in their lives end up with cancer yeah end up with with, it it takes over not only your soul but your body and it will it will overcome you and take you with it don't let it do it let it go forgive 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 everybody this is not just for you Hunter I want everybody to hear it because people don't realize that. They think, oh, that, but that guy, that, yeah, he stole from me. He's going so awesome. down there at Mexico City right now. Having a good old time. That jerk, I'm going to kill him. That, 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 that. And on, 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 on. Yeah. And on for months, 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 months. Guys. And guess what happens? Then they wonder why they're... Why, all why, because you they, gave football oh, to the devil. Ulcers, too. Why? Why? Everything. Because you held on to that hate. They lose their minds. Let that... No, that's not God. Mm-mm. God gave us a wonderful thing when Jesus Christ took his last breath on that cross. Mm-hmm. The power to do this in a different way. God, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So it's not their fault. They don't mean to. Because even, they don't know if better, was, right? even if it was, it has nothing to do with you. You have to learn that. But I also don't have to gain an understanding of why they're doing it. I just have you don't to forgive yourself. God loves the sinner yeah. because they don't even know why. You don't have to understand right. it. Now we want to know why. We're 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 people of, of Logic. facts, logic. We want to know why. Why? 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 Just like we with God. Well, how to prove it? Prove God. Well, you know, I see the proof. <laughs> I feel the proof. I see it. Do you see it? Okay. In everybody's eyes. Yeah. I hear it in the birds. People, oh, that's just bull. You're just talking crap. How you want? You just you just trying to. You know, no, I'm serious when I say that because you know what. Look around the universe. Truth will be heard. What other planet do you see like this? We haven't found one yet. Still. Still looking. <laughs> do you realize what it took for this earth, for this world, to be in a space it's that make life happen? All of these steps, that had the millimeters of that, that, that planet hitting ours from either complete destruction or causing our moon 
to form. And the moon Our then orbiting like perfectly, and we're in this little area around the sun where it's not too hot, it's not too cold, we're perfect. And the moon's going around us causing tides, and this muck from the ocean starts to come ashore. It's literally uncomprehensible. The, like, we can't even begin to understand. Everything it. was not just right. coincidence. No. Everything was perfect. And there's not another planet we found yet. And I mean, I'm talking a millimeter of a degree. And we can see pretty far in the universe now. <clears throat> there's not another planet we have found yet. That even becomes close to even beginning. To even so think even. about that. Yeah. God gave us Nothing this. just happened. If God didn't love us, right, if God didn't think we were something special, do you really think that he would have gone through all that trouble? Because it took a lot of calculations. No. I mean, I it's right. I'm you know what I'm saying? saying? No, he did not give really his own son. Things. The everything happened for a reason. Like everything. The earth was like put in the spot for a reason so it didn't get too hot from the sun and didn't get too cold from the sure. Right. The plants are playing everything certain happens. in a certain place. So it's certain water. Everything is sick. It connects all the way back to like human beings as if everything in our life doesn't happen directly for a reason, then the whole world just buys. It doesn't make sense. So, so is there, there really no are no coincidences? There are no coincidences right, in this world. Not, right. I just got there are no coincidences in this world. Literally, there cannot be. Because everything is calculated. If you're able to lift yourself up out of this chaos that we live in, because it is chaos. It seems, like it. it seems like it to us, doesn't it? No. Well, get above it. Let me, let me give you an example. Just hold on to this for a second. Wow. A, a husband and wife are always fighting. Mm -hmm. Always each other, and their friends are always getting drawn into it. You know, well, you know, to put in the middle, and this and that, and, and it's just it's 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 frustrating everybody. But one friend is able to, is not always there, but you know, sees this going on, and kind of watches from afar and sees it, and is able to step back out of that, step back out of that that chaos for a second, and kind of look and peer and go say, hey, I see, I see what's happening. You're doing this, which is causing this person to do this, and this person's doing that, which is causing. And then you're bringing in this person, this and this, and there's a pattern here. This happens every time. Right. It happens every time and every time. If we're able to lift ourselves mm -hmm. up out of this chaos for a moment mm -hmm. and look down on our lives, all of our lives, there's patterns because God created them. Because even though we think we're in chaos and we think that it's all it's by chance and this and that and all, look, it's not. The, the universe is created with patterns, the world, everything is just like a computer. All has works. He has. has yeah. This is what he planned it. Mm -hmm. This is what he wants. This is how it is. And if you're able to get up, I wish we could. God, I wish I could do oh. that. I wish I could get above my life and go. Oh, that's where I'm going. That's where you're trying to get me to go. That's why you keep putting this in my life. I thought you were just being a jerk. What the heck? I get it now. Yeah. So think about it that way. Think about that way. So when something keeps happening and you keep dismissing it, leave me alone. What do you mean? What's, why, is why does this fly keep coming and hitting my ear? Stop it. Remember, Stop it. Remember, remember and keep playing on your left ear. Same time. Just to aggravate you. Just take a moment and go. Why? There's got to be more to this. Maybe. Right. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. Let me see. Now don't go driving yourself crazy with every little nuance, thinking that everything that. is God trying to change your life. But look, there are no coincidences in this world. There are no coincidences. Period. God has a plan. He's put it into, into, into practice. We are part of that plan. And he gave us free will, although he is all-knowing and knows what were the choices we're going to make. Yes, he does. 
He gave us the will to begin with so that we can make those choices. Is it true the first thing that goes to your head is what you should normally always go not with? Not always. No. No, not always. What I do say is, trust this. Yeah. I've told the you that before. That I've told you that before. That gut feeling, you, you call it whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Call it intuition. Call it, you know, whatever. I call it God's hand. Hey, shh. Hey, you, you don't need to be doing that. Mm -hmm. yeah. The one that keeps doing this. Coming back. It's coming in back. Spain. on my stomach going, hey. No, I'm trying to talk to you here. All these other things pop in, and now when you learn how to listen to God, though, when you learn how to listen to God, you understand that things fall into place. Let me tell you something. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'm lucky. I'm so glad. I'm not. I'm not some saint. I'm not some. Just. I'm not going to say I'm anything better than anybody else because of this. But I'm lucky because I was able to get this early on and to learn how to listen. Now, because of that, I I would go. And I'd pray, and I would pray, and I'd learn, and I'd listen, and I'd pray, and I'd listen, and I'd pray, and I'd listen. Well, now, because I've, I've not perfected, it's not perfect, but I have practiced those skills, and I've learned how to hear God, and how He's, you know, interacting with me, and how to feel, and know what He wants, I don't need to go and sit and pray for him to talk to me. And only that could have been by time. Now the, the telephone's yeah. open both ways. Right. And I can be walking down the street and he goes, hey, guess what? Why don't you go tell these people this over here because I think that would really be cool. This would really help their lives. Uh -huh. Freaky, yeah. that what? What and that's amazing to me because when and it's, it's a little annoying at times. But it's amazing to me that God trusts you for that. Trust me and allowed me because I don't know anybody else. I don't know anybody else. I don't want to talk about it but I mean, probably think I'm crazy but it's an amazing gift mm -hmm. to have to have God come and tap you on the shoulder and say something in your ear. That's an amazing gift, oh, yeah. and it's, it's I'm grateful for it because I, I'm trying to use that to make everybody else that I know, everybody else I can touch, and teach them that, that there's this amazing thing out there that you're missing out on. And I try and teach you, get down and pray. Trust me on this. I know it sounds crazy, people, but Louis, just get up and shut up. Even just if you shut up. Like me, just trust give it ten minutes. If you haven't heard anything in ten minutes, okay. Try it again tomorrow. Yeah. Do it again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Because when you get there and you have that feeling and then God taps you on the shoulder the first time, mm -hmm. oh my God. Oh my God. Be exactly. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's right. amazing. I'm, I'm team boy. I'm me too. It's, it's, it's an amazing feeling. Now watch out. You might go to jail. Sometimes. I gotta say, God is, has an uncanny way of communicating though just for the simple fact it's never in a direct way. It's always indirect. Mm -hmm. No, but It's not subtle. Really. And for me personally, like for me personally, for you maybe, yes, for me okay. personally, um, the way God speaks to me is through subtle changes, mm -hmm. or somehow I'm being guided to a certain area, and somebody said I'm thinking of something, and somebody it comes something that comes out of somebody's mouth that uh -huh. you know I'm just like what the hell that there's my answer. Yeah. God is right? always finding new ways to talk to you. He's going to make sure you hear it. Okay? Exactly. Yeah. 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 You can't hear God because you have all these other people yelling at you to do another thing. You or, you, or you decide you want to do something else all together. You're so distracted by mm -hmm. what you think you know, and then when God taps you on the shoulder, it's like, hey, take a right. You know, That's right. You, you, you can't right. hear to take a right because you got all these other people tapping on your shoulders to take a right. Or your will is, you think your will is better. Yeah. Your, you, your will is, I don't want to go I don't want to go that way because that way I have to go down this other road. It's a windy road and I don't want to do that. I want to go the easy way. I want to go the easy way because I know the better way to go. Who the hell are you telling me? I know this road is better over here. I've been on that road. It's better. That one's all windy. I don't want that one. Mm -hmm. God, God said take a right. Yeah. Whatever lines up with the word of God, God's will, not yours. Mm -hmm. Remember that. 
let go sometimes because God gave you free will doesn't mean you get to always sit there and just make your choices on your own. You got to listen to him. He's going to teach you the right. He's going to show you the right way because if you don't listen, I You'll guarantee you, you're going to get off yeah. that path. You're going to have to be coming back going, why do you do this to me? I didn't do it to you, dude. You know I didn't listen. Exactly. He only disciplines you if you don't So, listen here. A lot we get this, right? We understand this. We understand there's storms in our lives. We understand that there's things we've got to get through. We understand that. Do we understand why? Not necessarily. We can we come up with a lot of reasons. We can guess. Only God knows why. Okay? Trust in God. Listen to God. Prepare yourself in the best way you know you can with that faith in God and your personal relationships with your friends, your church, your, your family, have the support group so that when it does happen, you're not alone. You don't get blown off your foundation. There are people around you to hold you and keep you together. Okay? So, this was an amazing, amazing, amazing roundtable. And I thank you all. I really think the Holy Spirit was here today. I, I'm burning up, so I know something's going on. My lip is quivering at this point. Like, oh my gosh. Keep listening. Keep listening. And Take that love, love yourself, and give it away. God bless you all. I'll see you next week at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. next week. Thank you, guys. All right.